Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Thursday, May the 5th, Cinco de Mayo. Though it doesn't feel too festive today as we come to you off yet again. Another Phillies loss. The Phillies swept at home in a two-game series by the Texas Rangers. Swept at home by the lowly Rangers. A 65-70 to win baseball team when it's all said and done. Just a disastrous effort. I... I mean, what, we should just end it. That's the show. Philly's lost again. I mean, what am I supposed to say again? Just come on and say, fire Joe Girardi. Like, what are we doing here? Yet again, lifeless, listless, embarrassing performance from your Philadelphia Phillies. It's like no one told them the season started. I mean, what, what was that last night? 0-0 heading into the 10th. They end up losing 2-1. to one. Zero runs for nine innings yesterday. The vaunted offense against Martin Perez just mowing him down. Wheeler gives you seven and two-thirds of gold, and you flush it down the toilet. Just an abominable effort from this team. Yet again, yet again, every night. Every game. This team is 121 and 126 under Joe Girardi. 121 and 126. Joe freaking Girardi. Brought in to be the savior. Certainly has been nothing of the sort. Honestly, I, you know, I don't even know if he cares what's happening. Just the lineup last night was absurdity. Boom in the leadoff spot. Why would you ever keep the same lineup for two games in a row? Why would you, I don't know, infuse some life into your team? Have your guys go out and play with a little fire? Talked about it yesterday, but the team right up the turnpike seems to, all they do is play with fire. They're ready to fight you as soon as the game starts. This team's not even ready to, to fight to win, much less fight you. I mean, geez. Just a uninspiring team so far this season. Like an incredibly uninspiring team. You look at the Mets, 18 and 9 on the season, the Mets. 18 and 9. That's the team we start with tonight, by the way. Four at home against the Mets. <laughs> I mean, who knows what happen, but if they lose this series, maybe, maybe we start to actually hear some real talk about Girardi's CP and hot. It should be. It should be. We are over two years now of this. 
of this, of losing games you shouldn't, of uninspired effort, of listless, lifeless performances, of being horrendous on the road. I mean, it's just time after time after time after time after time after time after time. (laughs) How many times can we watch it? How many more times can we watch it until we lose our minds? Because that's where I'm at right now. And they're only 11 and 14. The sky has not fallen, you know? The sky has not fallen. But it feels like it's falling. <laughs> you watch this team every night. How do you lose to it on to the Rangers? To the Texas Rangers. And again, you know, after that series in New York, after you get no hit on Friday, you come back, you bounce back with a really nice win on Saturday, and then you you just lose on Sunday. You know, you're in it for a while, and then you, they just pull away. And then you come and lose two straight to the Rangers. The Rangers. It's just bad. It's bad juju with this team right now. Bad vibes. Bad body language. Bad everything. At no point does it look like they're ever ever having fun playing a, a child's game out there. You know? You watch other teams. You watch good teams. It looks like it's a blast, man. It looks like it should look... I mean, let's be real. Being a professional baseball player is a pretty awesome job. (laughs) It's one that I'm sure the vast majority of people listening to this, and myself included, dreamed we could do someday. And of course, weren't even close. It is a dream to be able to go out and play baseball every day for your life. You get to play baseball. The best of sport. The best that sports has to offer. The American pastime. the Just a delightful game that we all adore. And not only that, you get paid millions and millions, and in some cases millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars to play a kid's game. And I support that. Supply and demand, I'm I'm good with it. You create revenue, you are valuable. I'm I'm all good with it, but you know, this is not a how do they make so much money thing. It's a it's a you do make so much money thing, and you have the, the most fun job there is. And yet you guys look miserable every night. This team never looks like it's a bunch of guys getting paid millions of dollars to play kids' game. Which it should. You should look ecstatic every night. You should be like, thank God I get to do this for a living. Can you believe it? Can you believe I get to go out here and swing a bat and throw a baseball and make generational money for my family? How cool is that? What a sweet... And look, I know most a lot of players don't make generational money. Don't get me wrong. I get it. I get it. But players make good money. And they're playing a game. And it should be fun. And for two plus years, nothing has looked fun for this team. It's always a struggle. There's no life, no juice, no passion, no fire. And yes, part of that is on the team themselves. The players need to play better. The players need to find ways to create their own excitement, their own juice, their own camaraderie. But it's also on Girardi. It's your job, man. You're the manager of this baseball team. They're lifeless night after night after night. That's on you at a certain point. At a certain point, flip a freaking table, Joe. I 
don't know. Yell in someone's face. Surprise them. Make them think you actually care. Make them think their job's on the line. I don't know. Do something. Because nothing he seems to do seems to have any sort of effect on the attitude of this team. Again, we're not even getting into all the horrible in-game stuff. Because that's the that's in and of itself. I'm just talking about a team with zero juice. Zero. For years. Zero. At no point does it feel like these guys are out there happy to crush it with each other. I mean, just think about the team itself, too. Let's let's put Girardi as I think. Who's got passion or fire on this team? When have we ever seen it? Like Schwarber, we've seen it from Schwarber this year. He's new. Castiano seems like he might have some of that. Kyle Gibson, who only came over last year. We've seen a touch of that from him. Who else? Who can you think about? Think, oh, yeah, fire. Passion. I mean, Bryce in his own way, but it's not like a, a team thing. You know, Bryce gets himself fired up and all. We'll get to more about Bryce later with the elbow. More news on that. But it's just... It feels like a, a lifeless team, a, a dead team, a team that just doesn't have that juice when they need it, or really ever. And it's incredibly frustrating. This is a, a make-or-break season. This is an important season. This is a franchise that is 11 years into a playoff drought, 11 years into being... A disgrace many years and other years just the definition of mediocre. We're 11 years into that. And Tom Middleton, to his credit, went out this offseason and said enough. Said, I'm signing two of the biggest guys on the market. I'm going over the luxury tax. I'm committing to this roster. I'm committing to Bryce Harper. I'm committing to Zach Wheeler. I'm committing to JT Romuto. I'm committing to Aaron Nola. I'm committing to Ranger Suarez. I'm committing to these guys. I'm committing to Reese Hoskins. Let's go, boys. And they have not reciprocated that. Top to bottom. So far, again, it's 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 May 5th. I, I that's what's so frustrating is like I always talk about not panicking at this point in the season. And and I'm not panicking. That's not where I'm at, but I think it's silly to panic this quick into a season as, you know, we've talked about so many examples of how a season extends and things happen and the Braves can be under 500 in August and win the World Series and this and that and so on and so forth. But it's I'd also be lying if I didn't watch this team and say they, they we're seeing a lot of the same things we've seen the last couple of years, a lot of the same issues, a lot of the same problems cropping up over and over and over again. And it, and it really all stems from this, you know, team that doesn't, seem to know how to win baseball games together. This team that, you know, whether, and potentially because it is a bunch of, you know, kind of like a mercenary-built team, a bunch of guys from from other spots, you know. I mean, Cassianos and Schorber, obviously. Harper before that. Romuto before that. Wheeler before that. I mean, you look at the the roster, it's really only Nola and, and Hoskins or you know, Ranger later and all that. But, like, not that many guys, Eflin, not that many guys just came up through the organization and have been here, you know. It's not a, a 08 thing where all these guys won together in the minors and, and you know came up together and then won together in the majors and knew how to win together. Like, none of that. It's a bunch of guys who've never won together. And in some cases, a lot of guys who never won. 
And, you know, the one dude here who's won a lot, who's won a World Series in the role he's in, Joe Girardi doesn't seem to bring any of that, does he? Any of that culture, any of that, you know, winning ways to his team. He's just rather sit in the, the dugout and read his binder. I mean, jeez. Oh, this is so frustrating. I'm so frustrated with this Basel team. And I, again, I, they're three games under 500. I'm not, like, losing my mind. I'm not. I do want Girardi fired, though. This guy's got to go. Like, enough of this already. Enough. Enough. How many times can we watch the same team go out and do the same things? Under the guy. How many times? And to the point we were just making about John Middleton going in on this season, like at a certain point, right? Go time. At a certain point, there's no more excuses. And at a certain point, I don't know what else can, if if this continues, obviously, if they continue to look like this team that keeps making the same mistakes, that keeps underperforming in spots they shouldn't, and so on and so forth. You know, If that continues, right, then how much longer can they let that continue without shaking something up? And the only shakeup they have is firing Joe Girardi. Right now, this season, in the moment, firing Joe Girardi. That's the move. That's the move to get a little juice for this squad, to do something to supercharge it, you know? That's the move. That That's the only option they got. And the question is when. Could they turn it around before it happens? Of course. They could start playing better baseball, winning games. I mean, they got seven and two-thirds shutout from Wheeler last night. You can win games with that. Like, what are we doing, boys? You know, you can. You should. So, you know, I... I uh, I'm not ready to panic on the team, but I'm I'm there on Girardi. Like, I, I think he is... I think he's bad. I think he's a flat-out bad manager. I think he flat-out hurts this team. Um, in substantial ways. And I think that, uh, I think this team needs to move on. That's where I'm at. Uh, I still have faith in this team. I still have faith in the roster. I still have faith they're going to hit more, more consistency. I still have faith that, um, they're going to be better than we've seen. But I need to see them win together. And I don't think Joe Girardi is the guy to, to make that happen. We'll see. It'll be really fascinating to see how this plays out from a Girardi perspective. Because obviously, look, if they start winning games, we're all good, and we'll worry about stuff later, right? I mean, then we're we're good. But if this continues, let's say, you know, in this same vein, you know, the 500 to a few games under vein, I think the offshoots of that, first and foremost, I think I think you probably lose the division if that continues for, for much longer. You know, like, let's say another month, the tough month of stretch they have. I mean, they're already what six games out of the Mets. I mean, they could be they could be ten to twelve games out by then if the Mets keep playing well and, and they don't. And that's really hard to make up. It's been happening. Look, we know Phillies made up seven and seventeen, right? So you know anything can happen like that. But the odds are very, very, very heavily slanted against your favor in such a case. So you know the division is it's not slipping away yet, but it could slip away before you realize it. You know, and while the season isn't over, these three wild cards really should keep the Phillies in it for a long period of time. You know, we should see a 84, 85, 86 win team make the playoffs. So, you know, there, there's there's time left for the Phillies to turn this thing around and, and be a playoff contender. But, you know, they are, it, and they are threatening to, to follow the division. You know, not yet. They're not there yet. 
but it is it is something to keep an eye on, something to be concerned about. You know, that is it's real. It's real that this team could absolutely fall out of this division race in a month or a month and a half or whatever. You know, they're they're trending that way. So it'll be interesting to see how this all plays out with Girardi and and if they continue to be mediocre, if they continue to you know, not be horrible but not be good. I mean, they've only won two series this season. They swept the Rockets home and they won that first series against the A's. That's it. They've lost every other series they played other than than splitting one. Every series. Every one. I mean, that's just awful. Awful, awful, awful. Bad. It's bad. So, you know, I, I honestly think Girardi, um, I think if this continues for another month, we'll, we'll, we'll really be serious about his heat seat being out. I think his seat should be out today, right now. It'll be interesting. And we have talked so many times about the reasons why I wouldn't be shocked if they did something. You know, Dombrowski didn't hire him. Last year, the contract, lame duck manager, like, all that stuff's real. I, I believe all that stuff. I believe that those are real factors. So, it's going to be fascinating. All right, let's look back to last night. Talk about Harper and then uh, and then look ahead to a massive series against the Mets. You know, again, if if they lose this series, then people really will start panicking because you know if they lose series, they'll be seven out. If they if they lose three or four, you know, and 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 you'll have lost. You've already lost uh, four or six to the Mets. Then you'll have lost seven of of ten. I mean, that's not good. You know, so we'll see how that continues on that trend, but. We'll see. Uh, last night, you know, not too much to say. Uh, again, Ovens didn't show up. Phillies have six hits all game. Zach Wheeler was brilliant. You know, absolutely brilliant. If, if you know, the Wheeler thing was concerning you, uh, I felt good about Wheeler, but if you were concerned, last night should have been a real sign to, to not be too worried. Wheeler goes seven and two-thirds, six hits, one walk, seven strikeouts, only 78 pitches. To get through seven and two thirds, uh, this was one of the fastest games of all time. It felt like for a while until they went to extras. If the game had just ended, if the Phillies just walked it off, it would have been a two-hour and forty-five-minute baseball game. Two hours and forty-five minutes. Can you imagine? And it ended up being three fifteen because of extras, unfortunately. Um, but still quick for an extra inning game. Insanely quick. It ended early. Um, Wheeler brilliant. Alvarado comes in, gets a big out. Chakili Canable was good in the ninth. Then Brad Hand. Couldn't get it done in the 10th. Of course, it's Brad Miller. Brad Miller singled to right. And, you know, this is when things are going bad, right? But it was a little bloop, little single. He just couldn't get to. Cassie couldn't get there. And it was like, "Mm, of course, that's going to lose us the game. Two-run score. Phillies score one in the uh, the bottom of the 10th. But, you know, it didn't matter. They lose two to one. A, A genuinely disappointing loss last night. You know, a game I really... Really, really felt like they needed to have. And it was just a frustrating one to watch. Nick Castellanos, a, a home run that got called back, essentially, because a fan grabbed it. It, it. We were all sitting there. We're like, Homer, yes! His kid just got born. Shout out to Otto Castellanos. You know, we're all feeling good. And and then it wasn't Homer, and there were still no runs on the board. And and that single call, if that had gone the other way and the game plays out the same way, the Phillies win. And the call was right. It was the right call. But, man... Man, um, disappointing one. All right, we're going to look into this Mets series in a sec quickly, though. Um, update yesterday on Bryce Harper's strained elbow. Not great. Uh, Zalaki, a good piece on MLB.com about it. Um, 
strained right elbow needs more time to heal. How much more? Nobody knows, Zalegi says. That's great. Harper um, uh, said this yesterday uh, afternoon prior to the game. He said, quote, unquote, we're still kind of wait and see. Excuse me. We're still kind of sit and wait. Uh, He said, that's about it. It's pretty much the same report we had last time. Just try to see day by day when we can throw again. I'm just not there yet. Um, Harper went on to say, I miss playing. I really do. I miss being out there with my team and playing in the field. It's been tough. I want to get back out there. I want to help this team on both sides of the ball. I miss playing right field. That's been a grind for me. Just worrying about hitting all day instead of going out there and playing both sides of the ball. Um, and I can I can imagine that. You know, for someone who's played the field his whole life to all of a sudden, you know, be cooped up in the dugout every half inning. You know, it, it, you think about DHing, it just seems like, oh, it's such an easy thing. You go up and hit. And, it, and in some ways it is. But I think, you know, until you're used to that role, it can be really weird. You know, for someone who is a, a played the field his whole life type person, it is a change, uh, especially like a mentality change, you know, knowing like, and I said this earlier where it seemed like Harper was almost trying to do too much in his at-bats and on the base pass because it's like, this is all the chance I got. Like, this is my chance to help the team right now. And I do think he feels that. I think that weighs on him. Um, you know, he we know how much Harper's just a baseball head. Dude just wants to be out there playing. And I do think it's, it's you know, tough for him to go through this. And obviously it's concerning. We've talked about that. It's super concerning. The fact that he still has played the outfield is concerning. Like, any Phillies fan who's not concerned about this is flat out wrong. <laughs> Sorry. You should be concerned. I mean, this is the, the franchise player's elbow and he can't play the field. And again, thank God for the DH, but, you know, it's not good that he still can't throw. Like, that's not a good thing. I'm still not sure he's not getting Tommy John at some point. Let's hope he doesn't. Let's hope it's not that. You know, the MRIs feel like it, it's not, right? But I don't know. This is not good. It should not take this long for the man to be back in the field. Um, he went on to say, um, just when I feel good and can let it go the way I want to is when I'll be back. You guys know how I throw from the outfield. I try to throw it as hard as I can when I throw. I'm just not there yet. He said uh, when he feels... Um, no tenderness when he's engaged in everyday activities, which is good. He says, it's just when I try throwing a baseball, it just aches. No inflammatory uh, injections needed. Girardi said, we're not going to push it. I don't want to set back. And I, look, I agree with that. You know, don't, just, just Bryce Harper, you know, <laughs> don't mess around. You know, I'll take Bryce Harper as a DH and never play the field uh, over, you know, any sort of real issue with that, obviously. It's not like Harper is a elite right fielder. He's better than Cassianos. Don't get me wrong. Like, definitely better. Significantly better. But, you know, it's not game-changing. And, um, you know, as long as he can hit, you know, that's all that matters. Now, it is concerning. You know, again, look, I, I do think this is affecting him offensively in, in some ways, for sure. You know, I don't think this is what Harper wants, how he wants it, and all that stuff. And I do think that that is something that's going to affect the way he plays, affects his mindset. He's a human being, right? You know, he's, it's, again, it's a whole change of mindset to, to becoming a DH, to not being able to be in the field, to worrying about your elbow. I'm sure there's a lot of things going on there. So um, it's really a situation to continue to monitor. We really got to keep an eye on it and, um, and you know, hope for the best with it for sure as, um, again, it is concerning. All right, looking ahead, um, massive series with the Mats. I mean, no excuses, no nothing, like just win baseball games. Just win baseball games. That's it. This is not that hard. And, you know, I don't know what to say other than that. You know, <laughs> win baseball games, guys. Please 
please. You have to sweep to come out of this over 500. So, you know, we could we could use some wins. Nola versus uh, Taiwan Walker tonight. Um, you know, need Nola. Need him. Need him. He's been good. You know, it's had a nice season outside of that one start against the Mets, ironically enough. He's been fine. Um, but if Nola could go out and deal today, um, that'd be huge. Because you got Scherzer tomorrow. Kyle Gibson versus Scherzer tomorrow. Not great. Zach Eflin against Bassett uh, on Saturday. Chris Bassett is better than Zach Eflin right now, so that's a tough matchup too. And then Sunday, Ranger Suarez versus Carlos Carras- Carrasco. So, um, you know, yeah. <laughs> Big series. Uh, don't feel super optimistic about it, but um, Phillies really need to make some hay here. I mean, like, obviously... Two out of four is is the absolute minimum that can happen, but they need to win this series. Get on the winning track. Find a way to win some baseball games. Find a way to build a little bit of momentum. Work towards something. I know that I'm saying words that mean nothing to this Phillies team and have meant nothing for years here, but that's the only way this thing's going to turn around. If the Phillies can, can start to put it together a little bit, win some games, win some more. Win more than one series in a row. That'd be a wild thought. You know, you'd have to win this one and the next one since you just got swept by the Rangers. But, look, it's a big one. That's that's all I'll say. It's a big one. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll, we'll break down game one and then look ahead to the uh, three-game series. Um, three games the rest of the series for the weekend. There's a lot of action to get into. So, either way, whatever happens, we'll be back to talk about it tomorrow. So, until then, thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.